everyone, Zach Dixon here, and welcome to our 16th episode of Animalators, curious conversations from the world of animation. Today on the show, we have Aaron Ray. Aaron is the creative director and a founder of his studio, Legwork, based in Denver, Colorado. Aaron and his team focus on animation and interactive experiences with agencies and brands such as the New York Times, Allstate, and the social network, Ello. Legwork creates some really unique work, and they have an incredible portfolio site, which is actually up for a Webby this year. Definitely worth checking out. I'm excited to get into all of this and more on this week's episode of Animalators. Well, Aaron, welcome to Animalators. Thanks so much for being willing to be on the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of all the work that you guys do at Legwork. I think um, my, my first introduction to your work was a, uh, the piece you did for New York Times. I think it was like four years ago, maybe. Uh, yeah. Obama, uh, like a debt deal type thing. Oh, man, the, mm-hmm. the art style of that kind of blew me away. And I, I had like a very small list of like favorite, like this is what I love. And that was on there. It was, it was so great. And been following you guys ever since, so I'm, I'm pumped to, to talk to you a little bit about you and, and your studio. Oh, awesome, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So so I, we, we kind of like to get started and just kind of hear maybe uh, a little bit about your background and, and your story and how, how you got into animation. So I, I'm curious, when did you kind of first think that maybe you wanted to, to work in animation? Um, I would say probably around junior high. Um, but I didn't know exactly what that meant. Really. There were some movies and, and some animation like anime and stuff that I was kind of into at the time and, and some comics that I really liked. And, uh, so I sort of knew I wanted to be somewhere in that world and I like to draw. Um, my dad drew a lot when I was growing up. So I think I kind of got that from him, you know, that sort of veered off into thinking that I wanted to make movies Oh, okay. Like live action movies yeah. for a while there too. So yeah, I mean around around that time is where I sort of got the itch to do something kind of in that world. Yeah, did you did you always kind of think that maybe it could be like a career option or was it maybe just like, ah, maybe just do this as a hobby? I I guess at that time I didn't really think about the career part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just to in my head I was like, uh, I want to make a movie someday. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I think that's all I thought. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny as a kid, like you don't even realize like how big of a task that is. <laughs> I know. I, I thought I could do it by myself probably at that time. Oh too. yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's also like, and be an astronaut, you know, I could get to space by myself. That, that, seems, <laughs> right. that seems totally doable. So did you end up going to school then for animation? Uh, I did. So, um, I went to the art Institute of Colorado and Denver and I remember I, I went to like the meeting with the um, whoever the person is that sort of meets with uh, potential students, and they told me to bring work. And pretty much all my work was drawings, and I had even like you know character drawings and like um, really bad like turnarounds, you know, <laughs> like um, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was actually going to apply for their film program. Oh, okay. And uh, they were just starting their 3d animation program at the time so um the woman i met with kind of looked through my work and said you should do the animation program and i said okay wow sounds sounds good yeah yeah that's awesome yeah i'm, I'm curious tell me a little bit about your your school experience do you feel like 
I don't know. Like, how, how did that go? Did you feel like that was a worthwhile experience? Um, I do. And in some aspects of it, I think were worthwhile. Um, I think my point of view on school has definitely changed a lot yeah. these days. And when I was in school, it was kind of like when the, the first new um, Star Wars movies were coming out and uh, Toy Story 1 had just come out. Oh, wow. Which I enjoyed Toy Story and those sorts of movies, but I wasn't really, at that time, I wasn't really into uh, spaceships and robots. <laughs> yeah, okay. And they, they weren't like that interesting yet, I think, at that point of time. <laughs> um, so everybody around me was doing like uh, 3D model spaceship rotations that's pretty much every, everything was gray like <laughs> weird like robot models and stuff and i just wasn't that interested like yeah in that stuff to me i was like i was looking for something that was more design focused but at that time also um there wasn't a lot of sort of motion graphics or like more design focused animation yeah so I don't think I really applied myself as well um, <laughs> as I could have in school, but you know I made it through and learned what I needed to learn. Yeah. So I understand you you got a degree in three D animation. Um, I'm curious, did that that kind of prompt maybe like you working on a portfolio during school? So like the focus was I think really more on um, CG for movies and like visual effects stuff okay. at that time. Cool. Again, yeah. Um, eventually the, the school came out with a, uh, I can't remember what they call it, but more of a motion graphics focused, um, program. But at that time it was more like movie and visual effects stuff. So I wasn't that inspired. Like I said, yeah. by a lot of the stuff I was seeing, um, there was like this guy back then doing this, uh, project. I can't remember his name, but the project was called rust boy. Do you remember that at all? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember like what it was like this little robot, and it was very like uh, Tim Burtony kind of feeling, like whimsical. And he was like, it was a self-initiated project, and he was trying to turn it into something bigger. And so he would update the website with little motion tests and things like that. And that was inspiring to me. It was like kind of more whimsical and like fun and character based, and and I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So. I did some stuff like that that was kind of 3D and character stuff in terms of like building my portfolio. But we also had like Flash and HTML classes and we had some graphic design classes. And, you know, I was really into, you know, I grew up skateboarding and music was like a big part of my life all through junior high, high school and still. So I, I really kind of thought at that time that maybe I would get into doing like album artwork. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, al yeah. Album packaging and that kind of stuff. So I sort of just made my own portfolio that had some 3d stuff. I had a reel, like a little short story, 3d reel. Um, I had some like fake packaging and actually some real packaging that I did for like friends bands and posters and t-shirts and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Very cool. Interesting. So, so you were kind of developing alongside 3d skills, maybe just like a, a sense for design um, mm -hmm. alongside this. Very cool. So you're, you're at Legwork now, which is a studio that you started. How did you transition from school to starting your own company? And yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's quite, a, quite a leap, I think. Yeah, and I didn't really have a lot of experience before opening, opening the studio at sort of, I guess, what you would call like a traditional animation or motion graphics studio. Yeah. Um, when I left school, I was sort of like, well, I want to do print design stuff right now. So I got an internship at a 
ad agency for about three months. Um, I don't know that I really learned too much there. I, I guess I got to see, <laughs> I got to see some of the inner workings of like what advertising is. Yeah. Um, but it was mostly sort of like scanning images oh. for <laughs> the designers and art directors to use in pitches and, okay. uh, comps and that kind of stuff. Um, the creative director there though was pretty cool. And he sort of looked at my portfolio and he's like, Oh, well you have this sort of like MTV style to a lot of your work, which, which is what they called it back then. Everything yeah. was MTV style. <laughs> <laughs> and he had me do some little video projects. Hmm. And so that was cool, but it didn't last very long. And then from there I was sort of jobless for a little while and kind of wandering around and I did a bit of freelance, but, but not much, not enough to really pay any bills or anything. Yeah. Um, and there was a local record label. Uh, it was kind of a small independent, um, indie rock, punk rock kind of label. And I was like talking to the owner of it one night and, you know, told him that I would like to work for him, kind of be a designer or whatever. And obviously they weren't making a ton of money cause they were sort of small, but, um, he's like, he got back to me and he's like, we can hire you for like $6 an hour or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, all right, well, I don't have a job and this is kind of what I want to do. Yeah. So, and that job was awesome. I, I eventually became sort of, I was the only designer really on staff. And so I kind of ended up doing a bunch of stuff like rebranding the label, um, oh, wow. working with all, a, a lot of different bands doing all sorts of different packaging and things like that. Yeah, I very built, cool. Yeah, I did their website, like just kind of everything there. And it was, it was awesome, you know, like it was huh. like independent music. So you kind of like style wise, it was like all over the place and you yeah. can kind of do some really creative stuff. I think I was there for maybe two or three years, something like that. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, all my, all my friends are like making more money and kind of moving on. So I was like, I need a job where I'm actually getting paid a little bit more. <laughs> um. So I got a job at this place called uh, Collective here in town, and they're basically like a kind of like a marketing agency for like youth youth lifestyle brands. Okay, yeah. And that was also a really great job where I got to learn a lot. I was doing everything from like national ad, ad campaigns to snowboard graphics, um, footwear, like packaging, like boxes and stuff. Um, and then eventually that started turning into animation stuff. Oh, really? For the brand. So that's kind of where I started getting that itch to start animating stuff again. I got back into After Effects and started making stuff. And I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. I kind of forgot about this. But this was obviously like, I don't know, four to six years after I had graduated. Yeah. And so like there was some motion graphics and more design focused animation out there and the internet, obviously, like when I graduated, it was pretty early. I graduated in 2002. So the stuff was on the internet, but it wasn't like it is now. Yeah. Um, but after, like, during this job, the internet was, there was everything on the internet. And I remember seeing, uh, this piece that Shiloh did and it was like, um, it was this white kind of, uh, CG cityscape sort of thing. And there was like just this camera kind of flying around and this like cool beat, uh, like music. And I was like, wow, that is super <laughs> cool. Like I'd never really seen anything like that. And so that totally inspired me. Mm. So yeah, I worked at that job for a little while. 
and then talking with a couple of my friends who eventually became, um, uh, the three of us became the founding partners of legwork. And so, um, one of them was more in the kind of web design field. One of them was more like a business graduate. So we we're kind of like, Oh, well, we have what we need right here, sort of yeah. in terms of skills, skill sets. And, uh, so we did it. That was, a. Uh, Around 2007 is when we started talking about it. 2008 is when we were sort of an official business. Um, and then we hadn't all quit our jobs at that point yet, though. <laughs> uh, and then 2009 is kind of when we started bringing on some of the other partners. Cool. So what did those early days look like? Did you guys kind of ha already have like an established working relationship? Um, and, and I guess then... On, on top of that, how did you guys go about looking for work? So the the job at Collective that I was at, I left on really good terms. They're great people. And so I gave like two months notice because I knew that maybe they would give us work. Yeah. So I, I gave them two months notice so that they could find a replacement for me. Um, we started the studio and um, kind of started talking with them about potential projects that they would want us to do. So, um, I don't think I mentioned it, but they collective did, uh, like Airwalk, vision streetwear, um, sim snowboards, a bunch of, you know, those kind of brands. So we did, uh, Airwalk website. We were doing a bunch of like video content, animated video content for Airwalk. Oh, cool. We did the vision, vision streetwear website. All that stuff is gone now. That was years ago. Yeah. But, um, we have some of the airwalk stuff on our, uh, Vimeo still. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So did you, did you guys kind of start with a kind of animation and interactive, like right from the get go? Cause, cause it sounds like you were focused more on design and animation. And then one of your other partners was kind of more web focused. Was that, was that kind of the dream right from the start? Yeah. I mean, we kind of knew that that's where things would be eventually, like they were going to converge at some point. But I think in my mind, and maybe their minds too, I'm, I'm not sure, but in my mind, I was kind of thinking we were just going to be this kind of boutique -y, small design studio. Mm. Um, like, uh, I was really into like screen printing posters and stuff like that. So I kind of just wanted to do like design. I didn't really think specifically about like, is it going to be interactive or animation oh, or cool. both? Yeah or print we were kind of just like we're we want to sort of do all of it that changed over time yeah once we realized that i think there's certain technical skills that potential clients seek so finding sure. that kind of work seemed it, it just kind of happened you know people weren't coming to us to screen print posters <laughs> or <laughs> yeah like you know design t-shirts and stuff like that um but people were like, well, we need a website. We don't know how to do that. Or we need uh, an animated video. We don't know how to do that. Yeah. So so as you guys kind of started, you, you have this brand new company and you decide to bring on more partners. You decide to hire a team. I'm curious, what is your um, team size right now? How big, how big is your crew? Uh, we are, I believe, 14 or 15. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, what were some of the things that maybe you, you learned along the way as you were, or, or maybe especially kind of there at the beginning as, as you were looking forward to the future and, and trying to build a company? I think a, a big thing was sort of learning how to 
what work to put forward and what people are actually going to come to you for. Um, like I said, I, I think um, if we had, I don't know, if we had kept pushing sort of print graphic design stuff, I think we could have become that, but it just seemed like it made sense to kind of stay a step ahead and work more in this like animation interactive world, because that's again, where everything is going. Um, so it was just sort of a learning experience. I think, um, figuring out how to present ourselves and, um, how to tell our story. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you find that since you, I don't know, maybe started so wide, was that, was that tough? Like one of the things that more businessy people would say is, is, you know, you, you really got to kind of find your, your niche and, and present yourself as like a product or something like that, that it's like, this is exactly what we do and you know exactly what you're going to expect. But then it's like, you, you kind of get like your artist side who's like, no, I want to do everything. I want to do 2D. I want to do 3D. I want to do design. I want to do interactive. And, and sometimes do you ever feel like those things are fighting against each other? And especially as you guys were growing and starting out. Yeah, I, I do. I think once we, you know, I, like you said, the artsy side of me, like I didn't care about money yeah. at all, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is why we brought on some other partners that were kind of more business focused. And, but I did, I do see sort of like how once we kind of started crafting like our story and like what we were showing and, and what we could do and sort of self-editing a little bit and cutting out some of that other stuff, it, it just totally clicked and kind of made sense. And then people, it was easier for uh, clients to kind of just quickly look and see what we do. Yeah. So you guys are obviously based in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, there was there ever any talk about like, you know, we're not in New York or LA, like maybe we should move uh, to the coasts or something like that. Uh, was that ever a discussion? Not really. And, and I think that is part of why we wanted to start our own studios that we knew that the internet would kind of blur some of those lines and most of the conversations and things would be done over a phone or the internet anyway. Yeah. And, um, we just like love, we wanted to kind of do things differently than we saw some other bigger studios maybe doing. Um, we wanted to keep like a healthy lifestyle. We wanted to keep you know, Colorado is awesome for a lot of reasons. Like weather is always great. Like in the winter, you have um, snowboarding, skiing, summer, summers are warm. And so we wanted that. We wanted to have like a good family life versus work life. Um, So Colorado, like staying in Colorado just totally made sense for all of us. Um, Yeah, that's cool. Have you maybe faced any challenges not necessarily being on, I don't know, like in, in a city that that isn't uh, maybe considered a, a first tier uh, city, if you will. Um, Cause I mean, that, that's where we are as well. We're, we're based in Nashville and uh, we love it here, but, but there certainly are some, some pros and cons to that. What can you speak to maybe some of the, the challenges that you faced being where you guys are? You know, like in terms of uh, finding clients, I, I don't think it's been that big of an issue. In fact, a lot of the times, we'll be talking with a client on the phone and they won't even realize we're in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> Usually they're like, you guys are in LA, right? And we're like, no, we're in Denver. I think one big thing is, you know, like we were talking about earlier is sort of freelancers. There's not a huge pool of freelancers locally. Yeah. Um, the ones that are here are great. Um, but they're, 
there isn't a big um, resource for sort of different skill sets like cell animators or even illustrators. There aren't a ton of. Um, so I think that seemed like a challenge, but I, I guess now that I think about it, it hasn't been that much of a challenge because we've been working with more freelancers lately who are in New York and Los Angeles yeah. and, uh, it's actually been going well. So no, I, I completely agree. And, and just like you said earlier, I mean, the internet is kind of in, in some ways leveling that playing field and, and making it easier to collaborate with people no matter where you are. And, and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And Denver is absolutely beautiful. And yeah, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. So, and, and I'm also wondering if maybe that just kind of helps, um, bring fresh perspective for you guys. And, and another thing is, is, is you didn't really have any, uh, experience necessarily at like another animation studio. You had maybe just a little bit of agency experience. Um, but for the most part, I think maybe a lot of what, what you learned and, and how you put legwork together was just like you guys kind of, I don't know, just working together to figure it out and figure out the way that you guys wanted to to run things. I don't know, could you talk a little bit about that process of maybe just like finding out who you guys were and how you guys work? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, to me, a lot of that actually goes back to sort of the music kind of scene that we're all, a, a lot of us are from. Oh, and cool. Yeah. Sort of this whole idea of do it yourself. Um, and we kind of got that sort of growing up with like p- punk music and hardcore music. <laughs> and it's, uh, there's this, this ethos about doing things yourself and not caring so much about others opinions and things <laughs> so <laughs> i mean you have to care about opinions sometimes obviously sure but yeah, i think yeah. i think that sort of you know we grew up with that in our heads a lot yeah. so we just kind of had this drive to to just do it and um i was always like well you know if it doesn't work i can i'm sure i can find a job somewhere else <laughs> um <laughs> which i don't know maybe i couldn't have but <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the fact that I thought that way. It, it was sort of like just not having fear and uh, just kind of going for it. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so you started with three founding partners and then and brought on a few more partners and then I don't know when. Like, I, I'm curious. Was there was there a time where you thought like, oh wow, this this is getting this is getting real. Like, we're we're here. We've arrived. We've we've got a big crew, and we moved into an office or something like that. Or has it been more of a a gradual kind of process? It's definitely been gradual. Like, we were really conscious of um, growing slowly, and you know, to start, we didn't take out any loans or anything like that. We wanted to kind of just stay debt free and see how long we could do that while we built, um, a client base. And so, you know, the first six people at the studio were all partners. So everybody was sort of in it together. We didn't pay ourselves much and we just, uh, we were all taking a risk and that was actually kind of fun. I think there was a sort of like group mentality and our first office with all six of us was actually, uh, it was in this little 200, maybe 400 square foot office that was in the firefighters labor <laughs> union building. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was like in this bad part of town. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And uh, So as, as you guys were starting, is there anything that maybe you wish you had known and, and didn't have to um, maybe learn by trial by fire, if you will? 
I think I wished that when we had started, I would have, you know, come out of the gates focusing on um, like the animation side of things more mm. than sort of the the graphic design print stuff more. Um, you know, again, kind of self-editing and crafting um, who you are or like what your studio is and making that easier for clients to understand. I kind of wish that we had just known that right off the bat. Yeah. Even though some of that earlier stuff was fun to do, sure. I think the stuff we're doing now to me is like way funner. Yeah. And budgets are bigger. And yeah. I don't know. Would you maybe have any advice to any listeners who are thinking, I don't know, self-editing can be, can be really tough and also like maybe narrowing your focus can be tough as well too. Um, would you maybe mm -hmm. have any, any advice for people looking to do that? I, I feel like try to think about, uh, you should think about your work as other people would see it. So sometimes uh, you might really love something that you did, but if a potential client sees it, what is it saying to them? You know, like, is it uh, technically something that they would want? Is it visually something they would want? Um, so I think, I don't know, self-editing is definitely a hard thing, but it's uh, <laughs> get rid of, get rid of uh, what is not the best. And, you know, you show the work that, that appeals to the type of client that you want to work with. Yeah. So now that you guys have a, a, I don't know, a decent sized team, how do you guys kind of split up uh, your work and your projects? Cause you also, um, you, you do work in, in a lot of doing some really interesting interactive work, but, but also a lot of animation and, and design focused animation. While there are definitely some kind of cross pollination there um, from, from skills, how do you decide who's working on what? Yeah, I think um, the way the teams are set up now sort of just grew organically based on who the original partners were. Okay. Um, so like I, like I said, the three founding partners were sort of myself, Sean, and Joey. And so Sean was more of an uh, interactive designer. I was kind of more on this like graphic design, animation side of things. Um, and then Joey was more business. And then the other partners we brought on were... Um, a developer, actually two developers. Cool. So they're kind of more from interactive backgrounds and then uh, new business strategies. So yeah. as we grew and we started bringing on sort of employees, it was kind of like each person sort of headed up their own sort of team in a way. Cool. Um, yeah. And yeah, so it is interesting. Like the, we do, it's kind of split, you know, between interactive work and animation work. But I think having the ability to sort of combine the teams for certain projects has been pretty interesting too. Um, being able to add animation to interactive. And uh, I think we've actually been doing a lot more um, kind of experiential uh, projects where, you know, like interactive installation kind of stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. How, how involved are, are you in that side of things working on interactive projects? Do you, do you, stay focused on more animation size or do you, do you do a lot of interactive work as well? Uh, no, I'm, I'm more focused on the animation yeah. stuff unless it is something where we're doing sort of combining the teams. Um, and then we all sort of are kind of working together, but it's like, you know, if there's an animated element to this interactive installation, I'm kind of focused on the uh, animation part of that. 
So over the years, that you, I mean, you guys have produced some some seriously uh, just world world class work, and 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 it's very clear that that you guys have just been uh, trying to step it up as as much as you can um, just over the years. What what are some things that you've learned that um, have really maybe taken your work to the next level, and and how do you as a creative director kind of inspire your team to just just keep making better work, and and also yourself making better work? I think uh, to get better, I think, again, you you have to sort of like not worry. I mean, you have to get inspired and kind of see what's out there and what other people are doing. But I don't think worrying about whether or not your work is going to compare to those things that you see out there mm-hmm. or just do the work, you know, like do what you want to do. And like, if you love it, you're going to like put your heart into it. And I think that's, what's going to make it great. And not everybody's going to think everything you do is great, but you know, who cares? Um, inspiring the team. I mean, the animation guys that we have that are staff animators are just like amazing. Like, um, like we couldn't be where we are now without them. And, um, it's just great having them. And like, uh, you know, our first employee was, uh, Zach and he was a intern and he's been with us for like seven years now. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So we, we've always really liked that idea of, um, growing people internally, but actually now we're at the point where we're looking to hire, um, more senior level people, but up until now, like at least on the animation side, it's sort of been like starting more junior level guys that are just talented at a junior level and just watch them kind of grow. Um, so they inspire me probably more than I inspire them. I think being a creative director is, is really hard and that's actually something I've been learning. I think every, every day is kind of like a different challenge in that regard. Like you don't do as much of the work and, um, managing becomes a thing sure yeah <laughs> um, could you, which i'm sure you know about yeah definitely could you speak to maybe some of those some of those specific challenges and and maybe how you overcame them i think i've had to so i still do a like the majority of the upfront kind of work on the animation projects so the kind of like pre-production type stuff pre-production stuff so we'll take the the project in and we'll kind of um I'll do a lot of the concepting with, you know, uh, some of the other partners, depending on who's kind of working on it. We'll kind of have creative meetings, talk about concepts. Um, once that's sort of nailed down, I tend to do most of the storyboards and I'll do, if there's pitch work to be done, like I almost, uh, am always the one doing the style frame stuff. Cool. Um, and then as a project is, happening or like right before it kicks off into actual like animation, I'll usually be sort of building assets and giving the uh, animator guys like notes on things. Yeah. Um, Very cool. When, when did that shift kind of happen from maybe, I mean, it's not, obviously there's, there's tons of, of creative that goes, goes into it and like that, that sort of thing. But again, there is definitely that, that kind of shift to uh, a manager's role. How long ago was that? I mean, I'd say it's probably like been a gradual thing over the past two to three years. Um, like the, the animation projects we're getting are sort of bigger budget, higher profile things. So you really have to be, uh, sort of there for the client more, I guess. So there has to be somebody that's kind of both interacting with the client and then also kind of giving direction to the uh, production team. Yeah. 
yeah. So as as you guys kind of tackle your work um, and and you get get client projects and things like that, I mean, obviously you guys are just making fantastic work, but sometimes I think it can be can be difficult to kind of find the line between good and great. You know, like like I, I mean, every every single project you want to make it as 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 incredible as possible. Um, but man, like finding that last like 10% can be so challenging to push something into that, to that next level. Is that something that you guys think about, uh, and, and talk about and, and how do you kind of go from maybe instead of just making good work to making great work? Cause I think at the end of the day, that's what, what we're all trying to do is just make the best work that we can. Yeah. It's super hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know like <laughs> creative people are, uh, very self-deprecating so they kind of like don't like anything anyway when they're right. they're done with yeah. it but i think like which is kind of i don't know that's such a bummer because yes, it really is <laughs> people should be more positive it's like it's a lot of hard work to do it this is. stuff so like yeah. just love what you do but i think you're right it's like that last 10 percent. but I'm, I'm also learning that it's it's a lot of the upfront mm. stuff like if you have a really good blueprint and place up front I think that goes like a long way, and I think that's something I'm I've just started learning. Okay, yeah, or or real realizing over like last year and and this year so far is that if I can really like nail all this stuff up front, it's going to make everything easier for the team going forward. And then it's like step, you know, kind of step back in at the end where there is that last ten yeah. percent. Like, what else can we, what else can we add? What else can we kind of do? Whether it's like color texture uh do we need to re-edit something or those sorts of things now that i mean that's really great that's something i'm i'm learning a ton too is like really like the most important decisions that you're making that can set you up to make great work are at the beginning they are in that pre-production process where where the concepts come from you know that's becoming a huge part of your role um are there anything that you've you've learned recently about maybe that that pre-production that ideation phase um, that can be so challenging. Could you tell us a little bit about your process um, at, at that that part of the process? So we traditionally had worked a lot with ad agencies, but it's becoming a little more direct to uh, brand or client cool. now as well. Yeah. So, but even then, like you know, a client will usually come to us with uh, some sort of idea up front. Yeah. Um, then developing the concept or even like flushing out their concept for me that's always been the trickiest part mm. um i never thought of myself as really great at that stuff but i've just started realizing that i i kind of really like that stuff yeah and i i read this book recently and it's it's like a very i think it's actually a book geared towards students <laughs> which is uh which is kind of awesome because I, I don't read as much as i should yeah when i do read what's the, my, what's the my, book my, I'm, I'm always all about new books it was called Animated Storytelling, I believe. Oh, okay. And it's it's a pretty it's a pretty short book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, motionographer had like a little feature out with the author cool. not too long ago. Um, but it, you know, it's like a short book and it basically breaks down like the process of creating an animation. But there was a couple things in like the chapters about concepting that I never really thought too much about. Oh wow. Um, check that out. Yeah. You, you probably actually already know that stuff, <laughs> but well, <laughs> no way. It's always great to hear like someone else's perspective on it though. There's always something you can pick up. It's just different ways of like getting ideas out. And it's like, some, I guess it's like a step that I always sort of skipped mm. in the past, but like I was saying, I, I think like that's 
been a part that was a, a struggle for me that I'm actually starting to enjoy now that I'm trying to get better at. And uh, so, yeah, getting that concept down, getting some ideas out that are interesting. What is your process for that step? Do you, do you like, I don't know, just go off by yourself? Do you go to, go to a coffee shop? Do you work with other people? Um, it's, uh, it's both. Um, sometimes, you know, an idea will pop into my head right away. Yeah. Um, but it, usually that's a visual idea. Um, not necessarily like the story. Yeah. Um, but I always like almost immediately know how I want something to look. Um, but then in terms of like fleshing out the story, it's either with some other people at the studio or it can be by myself. That's it's becoming more me, uh, lately because like I said, that's something that I kind of want to get better at. So as soon as that part happens in a project, I'm sort of like kind of trying to jump on it sooner. Yeah. So at least I can get like a basic kind of idea down and then kind of work, work on it with other people as well. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to gauge against myself. How, how much time do you leave for, for this, this process? Uh, I feel like every project we've done lately has like a two week timeline. So (laughs) (laughs) that's the worst. For a second, I thought you were going to say two weeks for ideas and I'm like, man, I'm not leaving nearly enough time for myself. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. Our timelines seem to be really quick lately. So it's usually like a few days, I think for doing this kind of stuff and then, um, taking that into storyboard. So I did a project recently where I'd like, uh, I was like, I just want to thumbnail the storyboard Mm -hmm. instead of actually trying to draw the storyboard. So I'm just going to like really quickly roughly sketch it out yeah but then then the sketches actually ended up looking kind of nicer than some of my like (laughs) storyboards that i normally like will sit there and draw for two days yeah yeah that's awesome uh there was something that was kind of looser about them and it kind of like um, conveyed the action a little better so i thought that was nice yeah that's great yeah i've always heard that like man i I wish i was a better drawer I, i wish i was a faster drawer um but I don't know. Do you feel like that's helpful when it comes to working with clients, having something that's a bit looser? Um, it depends. Like when we first started, my, my storyboards were horrible. They were <laughs> so bad. I didn't actually realize the value of a storyboard. Um, again, that's probably something where my knowledge was sort of lacking hmm. from not working in other studios. Yeah. Like I didn't really know the process that well. So I was like, oh, they need to see a storyboard. Why? (laughs) I can see this clearly in my head. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. So they used to be really bad, but definitely like, I think even, even something is good for them to see. They didn't actually care that the storyboards were bad though. So I think your question is, uh, yeah, like even the, the worst storyboard is good for them to see. Will you deliver, um, style frames with storyboards or do you guys put together any mood boards ever with, uh, just, kind of stuff that's in the right vein and look of, of the project? Sometimes all of that. Sometimes only some of it yeah. kind of depends again on like the timeline or how quick they're looking yeah. for a response, yeah. that kind of thing. I, I sort of like to do um, style frame design stuff before doing storyboards mm-hmm. though. Cause yeah. a lot of times that kind of determines what the animation sure. is going to be like. So do you, when you, when you're coming up with ideas, do you, can you already see exactly how they were going to work out in, in the animation phase? Um, or is that something that you, you leave to, to maybe your animation guys to figure out how they might execute and bring their kind of flavor to it, if you will? I think I usually have a pretty good sense of maybe how I see it moving. Um, 
And I try to convey that in the storyboards and even just like talking with them. But I also don't want to like, you know, I don't want to hold them down because I know they're like super creative and they have their own ideas on how things could work. So I like to actually, when I'm doing storyboards, I usually try to include everybody mm. in that. So I'll do a round of storyboards cool. and I'll, or if I'm concerned that like if something I'm doing might be outside of their, their, uh, skill set or something they haven't done before, I'll usually like ask them, I'm like, does this scare you? And I don't know, for some reason they always say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So things obviously always change when you start animating yeah. things like, usually always change, but the, the base kind of structure of the idea is usually intact. Do you often, uh, work a lot like communicating with, with the client throughout the project? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So me personally, I'll, I'll kind of do a lot of the phone call stuff. Um, we use Basecamp for a lot of the interaction. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Until recently, we've never had a producer on staff. So we've kind of been this, it's sort of been a selling point for us too. Uh, in the past was, you know, if you're, if you work with us, you're going to work with one of the owners of the company on any project. Yeah. Um, and, and so we're gonna, I don't know, the client can feel comfortable knowing that somebody who owns the company is also working on the project. So we're going to want it to be the best it can be kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, I don't know, would you have any tips for, for people for, I don't know, I think, uh, having a great client relationship is, is a huge part of making great work. Um, I don't know. Do, would you have any advice for people out there who, who are working with clients and, and are trying to, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe educate the client and, and make sure they, uh, know exactly what's going on. I, I don't know. Do you, do you have any advice for us? Yeah. Um, I used to have some fears on projects of showing the client, sort of too much too soon or like maybe not wanting to show them something that, uh, that maybe I wasn't sure, like maybe something was going to change or I have another idea. I don't know. So I feel like I didn't communicate enough in the past. So I think it's, it's really just like being okay and comfortable with showing your work and being able to talk about it. Um, it's sort of like, you know, a lot of people when they're actually, if you're a designer, you're, you're working in a studio, you're on your computer. Sometimes people don't like other people coming up over their shoulder and seeing what they're working on until it's like done to that point. It's really hard to sort of get over that. So that's something that I think comes up when you're working with clients too, is like, you kind of have to, the thing is they're, they're paying you. So you have to show them (laughs) and you have to like show them what you're doing. But I think again, that's where like solid storyboards, solid design, um, motion tests and stuff like that come into play is like, this is what we're shooting for. I know this currently looks pretty terrible, but it, eventually it's going to look like this. Yeah. Well, no, it, and it's so, it's so like, I don't know, it's so nerve wracking and it, and it's like, there's that, that fear element comes in. Cause it's like, ah, oh, they're going to see this and they're going to freak out. Like this isn't anywhere close to what I want it to look like. And I'm also, right. and I'm also the worst with like qualifying. Like I'll bring people in to like show them like, you know, halfway done things and just be like, well, that's going to change. That's going to change. Don't, don't worry about that. And it's just like, <laughs> right. I got to stop doing that because I just let people see it for how it is. And, and then we'll work from there. But yeah, yeah, it can communication's be. a hard thing, I think. And I'm kind of a introverted sort of person generally. Yeah. So, uh, that's something I've learned over the years too, is just like communicating and not being afraid to 
talk and, you know, give your opinion on things. Do you ever feel like you guys often have to like push back uh, against maybe what, what a client wants or something like that? Just to be like, you know, like I, I hear what you're saying, but, but maybe what, what if we went this way instead? Yeah. And so <laughs> the thing with that is uh, if you're, feeling any sort of burnout from getting to that like if you get to a certain point and it was really hard Hmm. to get to that point initially and then the client is sort of wanting something that maybe you don't fully agree with or you think could be different or better and if if you say if you tell them that you have a better idea you have to be prepared to put in the work to show them so we definitely do that um if we have the time and the energy um if that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, you have to be prepared to like pivot, do a 180, <laughs> do a bunch of other designs and show them what you're thinking and that's at the risk of them maybe not liking your idea still. Yeah. It's uh you just have to I don't know, you have to have thick skin in this industry, I think. You just have to brush it off. Well, and that, I think that can be so hard too because we put so much time and energy into our ideas and and a lot of times we think of our ideas as our mini me's our our children if you will and then sometimes people can come along and hate on you and hate hate like it feels that way and it feels so personal is that something that you struggle with yeah well it used to be it definitely when i was starting out that was that was pretty hard but now i i realize it's you know it's for advertising and (laughs) i i have other creative outlets that i can focus on that are just mine that you know nobody else can tell me what to do yeah cool what are those so uh, I'm in two bands. Oh wow! Outside of work, yeah, very cool. It's too much actually on my plate. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was gonna say, that's all, <laughs> you know, one band is enough for a lot of people and no job. So yeah, right, yeah. yeah, your own studio and two bands, very cool. Yeah, and I have a six-year-old daughter who I, um, you know, have fifty-fifty custody with her mom, okay. and so it's like, and I have an awesome girlfriend. So yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a, a lot, lot going, going on. on. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, I couldn't agree more, like just having like I, I come home from a day where it's just like, you know, may, maybe a, a, a client made a decision that I just like wasn't, you know, maybe maybe I thought would be worse for the project or something like that. And it's like, ah, I just need something that 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 I have final say on, um, which I think can be just so, I don't know, liberating. It's really nice. Yeah. Again, I, I mean, I think you have to be if you really believe in uh, what you I think it'd be better. I think you have to have the energy and be prepared to go for it. I mean, sometimes it's okay just to let the client, you know, have their way, even if you don't um, fully agree with it or think it's going to be the best thing. I think that's okay. It's like, I don't know. At this point, I'm sort of getting like, do you want to be stressed out all the time (laughs) over something that's maybe not, you know, super important or like maybe you're the only one who sees it as being a bad idea. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I think it can be so tough to like in, in the middle of a project, it can for me to like have that, uh, that contextual awareness, if you will, like of like, well, like in the, in the grand scheme of things, like this color right here does not really matter that much. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think as like, at the same time as, as creative people, we, we might want to sort of avoid that stress sometimes, but yeah. we can't. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we can't. We're always going to be thinking about it. Totally. Well, and <laughs> so, it's our job too. Uh, like it's, that's why they, yeah. they have hired us and that's why they, they want us there. And, and we need right. to stand up for good design and we need to stand up for, 
for what we've learned. And, and I think and that's exactly right. why they've hired us. Um, so, exactly. Yeah, that's a big part of it. So where, where do you see legwork heading in the future? What, what are you guys up to? We, um, like I said, we've been doing uh, more sort of experiential installation type stuff. And, and that's pretty fun. I, you know, it's been really cool to do those. I kind of think our interactive stuff is kind of growing in that direction. Yeah. But at the same time, I have a soft spot in my heart for kind of traditional linear animated storytelling. So I really want to keep pushing to do, you know, more commercial work, um, that that kind of stuff, something that has a story around it. Yeah. Do you see as far as as far as moving towards advertising work, do you see um, that moving a bit more direct to client for you guys or agency work or how, how do you kind of plan on pressing on uh, our studio as a whole? It seems like lately has been doing a little more direct client stuff. If you look at the teams individually, I, f- I feel like in the past, the animation team was kind of more direct client, but in the past couple of years has grown to be a little more, uh, to agency mm, kind of work, yeah. commercial work. No, and, and I love, I, I feel that too, that, that pull towards trying to do more narrative work. I don't know. How do you, how do you go out of that? Because I think a lot of times it can be a challenge to kind of get out of that, um, like, I don't know, explainer-like situation and, and being, you know, animated work a lot of times get, gets relegated to that. Because I think businesses can see those types of videos and be like, oh, you know, like, I could see that working for us. Like, that that would be great. And, I, and it is certainly helpful, but, um, but I think doing narrative work brings, um, I don't know that, that kind of emotional connection, which is so powerful. Um, so how did you, did you guys always kind of start in, in narrative work or, or how are you trying to go and, and pursue more of that type of work in the future? Yeah. So I, I guess originally some of the first kind of animation work we did was for, um, for Airwalk. And that was sort of like, they're kind of like, we just need some sort of cool promotion for this new uh, shoe release. Wow. And so that was, that was awesome. It was just like visually really cool kind yeah. of, there wasn't like character stuff, but it was like different styles of the same shoe kind of rotating through these different uh, kind of landscapes. Cool. So we kind of started out in that world and then we did kind of go into some sort of explainer kind of things for a while. More recently, it's kind of been a lot of, social content oh yeah so mm-hmm. 15 it's but it's basically like creating 15 second spots yeah. that, that are going to be we've, like either pre-roll or like instagram yep. type things yeah we've done a couple of those recently super fun yeah and usually those are like the concepts are always like cool yeah like, you know they're not gonna put a you know explainer yeah. <laughs> video yeah. in an instagram feed or whatever for sure um so those have been been fun so i think yeah it's kind of like just keep on track with that kind of stuff. And then, uh, just doing internal work. Like we haven't had time to do many internal projects oh, lately, yeah. but it's definitely something that I think is important to show people what you can actually do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anything in the pipeline right now as far as personal work, uh, personal work. Um, we may potentially be starting a music video for a band, but that's, Ooh. I don't know if we actually signed anything for that. Sweet. Um, that'd be fun. We, yeah, we did actually start and have storyboarded and style framed a personal short. That's like a little bit of a sci-fi Ooh. 
sci-fi robot, but with a comedy twist kind of thing, nice. all like CG stuff. I'm, I'm actually working on a music video on my own on the side, which has been for one of your own bands. Kind of, no, no, this is actually, uh, just another local band here. They, um, so legwork actually did this video about three years ago for a band in Portland called Alameda. And that got us a lot of traction, um, oh, wow. both in, uh, advertising agency people saw it it was like a vimeo staff pick and then also a lot of musicians and bands saw it so that's gone a long way for us and that was like a more or less a personal project or like an internal project because they didn't really have much of a budget yeah that was the the one with the foxes yeah yeah that one's so cool loved it loved it loved it that was fun yeah that was like that was a big learning experience too we were like let's do something new that we've never tried yeah everybody go watch that super original i've never seen anything like that Super cool. Yeah, so the, I'm working on this other video for a band currently, but it's been it's been really slow. It's just obviously it's a, like always on the back burner, yeah. and it's I kind of decided to take it the sell route, and um, you know, takes forever. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Are you uh, like somehow working on that? I don't know between jam sessions between your two bands, or <laughs> like between giving my daughter dinner, hanging out with my girlfriend, yeah, going to band yeah. practice. Yeah. No, yeah, that's so. awesome. Well, I'm excited to see all that for sure. Yeah. Um, we have some, uh, legwork projects that are about to come out soon too, that I'm really excited about some actual full, um, CG character stuff, which we haven't really done a lot. Oh, of. Nice. That's awesome. Anything that will yeah. be out by the time this episode's out. I think so. Sweet. Yeah. Um, should be a few things, uh, I'll, I'll send you some links when they're out. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually working on my own website right now, which I haven't had a real oh, portfolio nice. site for probably six years. So, very cool. We'll try and tweet out some of those links on the Animalators account, and yeah, it'll be fun. Cool. Well, we try to we try to end each episode with the same few questions. Uh, so the first question is, who is your dream client? I think uh, you know I don't go specifically to like a a brand or a company or anything like that, but I think generally. I, I really enjoy doing like music videos. Cool. So I think like if I could do more of that and if I could do it for like a band. Yeah. What's, what's I your loved, favorite band? I have, so, I have like so many favorite bands, but I feel like there's a, there's a band called Mogwai. They're kind of oh. like instrumental, like post rock kind of band. I big fan of them. Very, okay. How um, do you spell that? Uh, M O G W A I. Sweet. I'll have some, uh, they're like, some good tunes for today. Yeah, yeah. They're really good. I think you dig them. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I don't know what kind of music you're into, uh, all so kinds, maybe you man. wouldn't, but yeah. All kinds. Not not the heavy metal stuff or the country stuff, but uh, anything else okay. is great. Okay. Mogwai is good. Uh, well, they have a, a diverse set of sounds, but they've been around forever, but they a lot of their stuff is really good, like listen to while you're working yeah. music. Yeah, uh, always need more yeah. of that. Yep. Next question, what is your favorite animated film? I feel like I, I have to separate that into maybe contemporary <laughs> okay. and past. Yeah, yeah. that's um, fair. I'd say like newer, within the last, uh, I don't know, five years. Like, you know, obviously a lot of the Pixar stuff I like. Um, yeah. But there's two movies recently that I saw. Um, one is called Ernest and Celestine. Yeah, okay. It's a, I've seen a trailer. It's it like, looks sweet. It's really, really good. Um, it's French, uh, cell 
2D. Like the story's great, the characters are great, the style is like really unique. And then there was another one called Song of the Sea. Ah, ah, love that movie so much. It's so Saw beautiful. It, yeah, yeah, it is. It is so good. Sad story too. <laughs> yeah, like, for real. Sad but good, you know. Yeah. Um, All right. Next question: What does your six-year-old daughter think that you do for a living? <laughs> I think I think she has a pretty good idea. I don't know if she would know what to call it. Yeah. Um, she comes into the office a lot oh, cool. and watches. And actually, just the other day, she was drawing in Photoshop. On oh wow! Cintiq here. Starting it early. Um, yeah, she loves drawing. <laughs> um, so I think she she gets you know she she knows I do sort of cartoon stuff. Yeah, very cool. Is she she pretty pretty into the cartoons? She is. Yeah, I mean, we watch like every Friday night. We we watch a movie and. Oh, cool. Um, so she's definitely into animation and movies and stuff, but for the most part, when she's watching TV, she watches these weird YouTube shows of, of people reviewing toys or <laughs> like serious? reviewing video games. No it's way. super strange. Yeah. yeah. Man, childhood is so different than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I was like Ninja Turtle cartoons and yeah. uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's funny. All right, last question. What animal did you choose for your animal litter and why? I am going with um, a turtle. Ah, all right. At first I was thinking a sloth, but then uh, Adam, Adam had done that one. Adam Pluff did yep. that. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so I felt like a turtle has similar personality <laughs> okay. to a sloth. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if much really about turtles but i like to think I, I like to think that turtles sort of think before they act yeah and i feel like that kind of relates to me a little bit i like that very cool well aaron thanks so much for giving us your time and, and coming on the show i really appreciate it yeah absolutely thank you this is awesome Animalators is part of the gradient podcast network and created in collaboration between identity visuals and gradient to learn more about the work we're doing at Identity Visuals, check out identityvisuals.com or follow us on Twitter at Identity Visuals. And don't forget to go check out the brand new just launched website from Gradient, gradient.is. You can also find them on Facebook or follow them on Twitter at gradient.is. That's gradient, D-O-T-I-S. And you can follow us on Twitter at Animalators. Animalators.com is another great website you should check out because there you can see Aaron's Animalator and all the other incredible Animalators from previous guests who have been on our show as well. To find out more about Aaron and his team at Legwork, you can follow him on Twitter at Aaron J. Ray or go to their website legworkstudio.com. The theme music to the show was written and produced by Cody Fry. Check out more of his work at CodyFry.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, or you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, YouTube, really anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And if you're into this podcast, we'd love for you to leave a review or drop us a note. We always love getting your feedback, and when you leave us a review on iTunes, it helps other animators find this podcast too. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I can't wait to be back in a couple of weeks for another episode of Animalators. Curious conversations from the world of animation. Animalators.